Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Up, Up and Away, my beautiful, my beautiful balloon. Unspun. Bravo. Thank you so much. Shout Thank out you. to our uh, former editor in chief at the Orca, uh, McLean Kay. He will love that. He loves it when you sing. He loves it when you sing. So, why are you singing about balloons? Oh, I don't know why. I just can't figure it out. What would I be singing about balloons? Oh, wait, because we keep shooting them out of the sky? Yeah, yeah. Interesting, too, how it has activated the UFO conspiracy theorists. And it was funny. I saw uh, uh, yeah. Professor Timothy Caulfield, who debunks conspiracy theorist garbage. Um, I put out there, listen, if aliens were coming here, they wouldn't be coming in balloons. They're just, they're just not. But interesting though, how much yeah. we learned about NORAD and the balloon that showed up the, I think it was the fourth one, third or fourth, whatever, uh, the yep. high altitude uh, object that uh, activated and showed how the US and Canada actually work together. Cause I think we're gonna talk a lot more about the North and, and you know, when Russia is done with Whatever they're oh, yeah. doing in Ukraine, they're coming. They're coming for us. China wants it. Russia wants it. Norway yeah. wants it. Sweden yeah. wants it. Everybody wants. If Thanks. Denmark wants it because of Greenland, uh, everybody wants the North. And uh, it's. Uh, I like how the Danes and the Canadians go back and forth with the flags and the and the leaving of cocktails. And at least we've got a way of fighting over stuff that's dignified to some degree. Let's yeah, talk yeah, totally. about. Uh, less infighting in City Hall. Let's start with municipal, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, this week on our 30 minutes, the fastest 30 minutes in BC politics. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, not even in City Hall. Let's start in the park board. Option Your precious C, park George. board. Your precious little park board. Option Your C. Precious little. Option C, option C with, with ch changes. So, uh, how dare you get rid of the bike lane? How dare you? What do you There's think? There's a bike lane oh, there. Oh my There's God. still a bike lane. It's the end still a... of the world as we know it. Bike lane that goes ABC. all the way around the park. ABC the bike, bike lane hates bike lanes. The bike lane couldn't be safer all the way around a seawall. I had somebody tweeting at me how they're, you know, the seawall's unsafe. And I'm like, the seawall yeah. just at Stanley Park is unsafe or the whole seawall that goes all the way around the city? Because I would argue that there are other parts of the seawall that are much busier than Stanley Park. And no one's screaming about extra bike lanes around <laughs> them. Right. Like, it's just like, and, and it, it came back at me and I don't know who the person is. And I don't need to reference them specifically, but it got down there. There's so little to defend now. It's so small that it actually came down to my eight-year-old doesn't feel confident enough on their bike on the seawall in Stanley Park. We need that lane. And I'm like, your eight-year-old can't go up that hill. This is this this argument about kids one is bull bully bully poop. <laughs> we're not building a lane for small children in the park, guys. The people that are freaking out about this lane are the people that used it as a velodrome. They're the people who used to race around it because it was convenient for them to just go into the park and race around on the road. Why don't we call it what it is? Little, the people with the little cycling guys in their emoticons. These are these are the people that, and you have educated me so much. I do get fired up over this subject because I believe <laughs> it's not do. actually the argument that people are trying to make. It's environmental. Like, oh my gosh, we are failing in our climate emergency because we're pulling out the bike lane in Stanley Park. Seriously? No, <sighs> that is that is lobby agenda garbage. Yeah, it, it's you know, hey, if you if if you're forcing people 
first of all, if, on the environment, if you're making people idle cars longer in the park because not because they're stuck in traffic, that's not good for the environment. If you're forcing yeah. people to go to parks that are further away because they can't get into the park or they feel like, oh, well, I can't get to the park anymore with my kids or my 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 my, my grandmother or whatever, I'm going to go to drive to Burnaby from from Yaletown instead because what's the point yeah. of going to Stanley Park? That's not good for the environment. So that argument is moot. What this is what we've talked about since. Since this whole fiasco, this S show started process, right? And I know it's boring and sometimes process is, there's too much process and things, but zero process is never good. And this no. previous park board, you know, uh, had zero process for this bike, pro you know, these bike lanes. They really just threw it in there as a green cope left-wing alliance uh, that said bike lanes are great. It was during the pandemic when, you know, whatever, we were all living our different lives and they just rammed it through. Uh, if you ask any competent transportation engineer, they would say to you and look at that go, you know, because if you look at, there's all this worry about the beach bike lane, uh, which is designed and properly separated and there's a traffic flow structure for it. It's really nice bike lane. It's very well used. It makes sense. There's still two lanes. We lost a lot of parking there, but it, you know, you can get now down to the parking lot. There's, you know, it's built in a way that makes sense. Uh, because they took their time and then voted on it and debated it in, in council. Um, and it got passed and it got built. The park board portion of that, a bunch of cones randomly there, half the time lying down because they'd been knocked over by whatever, wind or cars or whatever. They rented cones, by the way, costing hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars a year. Fortune. No, yeah. No facilitation or concept of working with the businesses or no. anybody in the park that uses Or the, the safety of people like zero, that, are, zero. that are anywhere in that park. It was hard enough with two lanes to get around that park for emergency vehicles. And with the higher population of people that would have attended a park like that during a pandemic, I wouldn't mm -hmm. go, I wouldn't take my small child to the, the pool at third beach. Yeah. I, I just, I wouldn't. Or is it second beach? Now I'm second guessing myself. Second, it's been yeah. so long since I've been there. Second beach pool. Yes. But I literally third beach don't is go the there. Yeah. Right, but I, I can't go to the pools anyway because I can't get a reservation at the pool. Also, how they screwed things up at the park board. I hope that we get our parks back to the way they were before that agenda group came in and stopped mowing lawns and stopped fixing in infrastructure and, and lost all the parking revenue in our Lots of most, our biggest generator so that we can't afford to have lifeguards because that whole argument, by or the way, summer's coming, guys summer's coming we're gonna mm -hmm. need all the staff at the lifeguards let's start that in february so that we have enough people yeah. for may so that we can open these pools back wide open to the people who use them regularly it's unbelievable how poorly this was all run and oh, yeah. what a relief to see common sense land on the table and the backlash is significant but it'll end because these loud it's 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 golden no for the left in the next election this they'll paint abc as the anti-bike lane party for sure so you know and that's it's that works that works they worked against the yeah. npa for a long time so you know they have to be careful they better make sure that that new bike lane is built before the end of the next campaign because uh before nice. the next campaign starts because you know and, and they will because it shouldn't take that long here's the other thing about this when you talk about revenue you know the parking revenue loss but also they not when you if you actually do the process properly, you can actually take money out of capital 
funding. There's two budgets that Park Board and City right. has. One is operating, one is capital. The way they were doing it, it was like a mess of financing. From they're using, they're renting these cones. That has to come out of operating. Instead of building it properly using capital money that is set aside through developer donations and see yeah. all the other donations. There's money. That. The park yeah. has a millions and millions and millions of dollars sitting in a just waiting to be used. Uh, on, but it has to be capital. So if you say we want to build a bike lane, it's going to be separated. Here's the design. There's going to be concrete barriers here and plants here. And we're going to put trees over here. That's a capital expense. So that's, you know, it doesn't come out of the operating unless you're borrowing right. money for the capital. So it's a different hit on the park board. So they took all yeah. this money from their operating. So they couldn't pay for lifeguards. They couldn't pay for proper maintenance. They couldn't probably the danger of fire in our parks. Imagine if the standing park would have burned down because it didn't have proper maintenance and they weren't taking care of the trees and the, and, yeah. the, and the undergrowth. Have you and all seen that the stuff. trees in there? Yeah. I mean, it's like, these are the things that they neglect uh, yeah. is risky. Mess. Uh, when you talk about the environment, okay, well, if the entire standing park burns down, how's that for the environment? I mean, really? Come mm. on. Like common sense and, in its most absolute simplest way is what this is for sure. And there's so much to the planning piece because like the backlash to the, we're going with option C, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to take out the, the, the temporary, then you said very yep. few things that are called temporary remain temporary, temporary bike lane in Stanley Park that was only going to be temporary. It was just, and then it was extended, then it was thing, and then it was more permanent. That was going to be permanent, <laughs> um, you know? And now the freak out is there are going to be people driving around Stanley Park and cutting through and taking that exit on onto the Lionsgate Bridge. Okay, well that that's totally separate. Close that. Close they that. They do close spot. that on during the summer most of the time. Exactly, exactly, yeah. George. But that's the but thing. But you know what? They're just. I've a done bunch that tour. Of, yeah. I I sometimes will cut take that when you're coming off Lionsgate Bridge yeah. and you're heading home. I live in Yale Town. Yeah. Sometimes. I'll take sure. that little route out there and it's a really beautiful drive beautiful. through that side of the park to, to drive home that way. Uh, especially if it's like at dusk, uh, it's Gorgeous. really lovely. Sunset. So yeah. why are you, you depriving me of that? Oh, I'm sorry. I own a car. But, I'm an electric oh, car. Does, does yeah. my electric car count? <laughs> yes. All cars Thank count. You. Okay. I want to <laughs> talk about a couple of other things that count. Number one, because we're just talking about cars and streets and bike lanes and what have you. The street cleaning note that went out this week, I thought of you when I saw the ABC <laughs> You know, because, yeah. okay, so for all of the time that George, you and I, and for anybody who watches or listens to this podcast, 205 episodes in, by the way, um, knows that we've spent a lot of time asking for the basics, right? Sewage, street cleaning, keeping mm -hmm. our parks clean, you know, doing the things that make filling potholes, putting in uh, curb cuts, like making it livable and, and usable for all people in our city, our taxes, upkeep of, 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 our communities, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited at the concept of cleaning streets. I never thought I'd say that. I must be getting old, but it has been <laughs> really brutal this last while. Like, where did it so over stop? 50, like, so who, since 2011, two, no, no, 2008, when Vision got in, the first thing they did, the market crashed. They cut the street cleaning budget by 30% then. Uh, that was one of the major cuts they took took on uh, that stage because of the financial challenge the city was in they thought at that time right. uh, you know instead of just raising taxes which they did anyways um they cut budgets like that and then increased budgets like you know build a new website for 25 million dollars or whatever they spent but they cut the street cleaning budget by 30 percent. it took us 10 years to get it back to that same number that it was in 2008 so 10 when you think years about inflation yeah how the, much the would budget that by 2018 when i left was now equal to what it was in 2008. 
and so therefore not equal because of course things have gotten more expensive so yeah. in fact uh, a significant decrease it should be going up by five to ten percent per year over that time mm -hmm. so really the budget should have gone up by in that 10 years by 50 percent, if not more um for that and it's not a huge budget so the the engineering department is is very efficient unlike you know planning and other departments uh you know there's page go there's you know they have a very efficient system of and there's not a lot of places to cut when you cut you're cutting services you can't Right. You know, you can't, you just, so you, the engineering department, it is what it is. It's what it costs, it's street cleaning and streets and sidewalks and whatever. They, they, they cut it, you lose it. It's not like there's an yeah. alternative. So no. it's good to see that that's coming back. It's still probably not enough. And you probably still won't see a huge impact because we're so far behind now. We're so far behind. Even though the I budgets, mean, we're far behind, but the, even that the graffiti announcement and the re, uh, rejuvenation in Chinatown plan, yeah, um, you know, Granville and and just there's so you know what we spent the the bulk of the last number of years even in a pandemic talking about letter writing campaigns and now we're actually talking about I'm write a strongly things. worded letter oh my gosh right <laughs> but then this ABC and you can agree with the politics or not right left center whatever at least there's some things that are actually happening here. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, you got to be aggressive. You know, we talked about this in the past and politics in general. Uh, you know, there's a whole hundred days thing. But in your first year, you want to do all the aggressive things. So park board, in, the, in their case, that bike right. lane, they'll probably do some yeah, other things. And then in year two of a four-year term, you start giving stuff back uh, that's going to make people really happy. And so those, uh, going back to the, so the bike lanes, okay, so likely by year three, There'll be a new bike lane in Stanley Park, and there'll probably be other by the Granville Great. Bridge will be finished. That'll be a bike lane, a big bike lane on Granville Bridge. There'll be awesome. you know, kids, kids will have a new bike lane. These are all coming, yeah. they've all been approved. Um, and so the, it'll be hard to argue against the party that's against they say it's against bike lanes. Um when they're all popping up all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But you think about street cleaning and you think about you know, what's what's shocking to me is that when I when when Vision was elected in 2008, the budget was around 700 million per year. The operating now it's 1.8 billion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you get 1.8 billion dollars worth more in the city than you you know a billion dollars more of services in the city than you did in 2008? I don't think no. so. I don't see it. No, in fact, I get nickel and dime to the point of another. You already said uh, you already said shit earlier, so I'm gonna say bullshit cup of coffee here. Um, I, you know, our bullshit cup of coffee cost you know more in the name of being environmental, and then doesn't go anywhere, doesn't go back to, doesn't stop anything, just lines the pockets of the people that are were giving us the cups before. And don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm down with what will actually move the meter. I would like to see meaningful change come to our environmental awareness and our you sure. know use of our own you just used your mug you know not using a paper cup or we were doing that something before. that is we were doing that before i'm so glad that this cup fee has gone the way of the dodo i think the bag one should go too but you know i agree i, I, I think that i agree I, you know how many plastic bags i buy now I you know how many reusable bags. bags i have a box full oh, of them and cotton a box like a lovely full material. of them i know yeah and i, I now buy plastic bags to shop that i keep in my pocket that I would have yeah. used, re recycled those plastic bags. So the plastic bag one, I think it's got to go. Straw one, ugh, whatever. I mean, okay, fine. Keep that one. But the bag one is ridiculous. You know, if you go to McDonald's, they charge you 25 cents for a bag. Um, and if you say no, they still give you a bag. 
They give it to you anyway, but they just don't charge you the 15 cents or whatever it is. My goodness. Hey, speaking of money, let's move to this one because you with Curve Communications and your former incarnation of of doing so much for the P&E before uh, going your own way. Mm -hmm. Um, You've done a a billion events. Billion with the BI. Yeah, no, Laura Balance and I used to be partners and we P&E, boat show, auto show, motorcycle show. Did a lot of shows, a lot of cultural events over the years. That's uh, my agency sort of evolved a lot since then, but certainly understand yeah. the challenges that, uh, that events, uh, and if you were an event marketing company over the last three years, you were challenged. But if you are an event, uh, no I mean, the auto show didn't come back again this year for the fourth year in a row, I think. Um, so what's the announcement? There's a big announcement coming. The announcement is happening while we're talking right now, but it's it's an injection of cash, Lana Poppin, yeah. Popham has um, uh, dedicated a, a chunk of money to help with the struggles that have been real for events like the auto show, boat show, and certainly the um, peony, peony, the the Squamish Constellation, the Cherry Blossom Festival. That was um, right, basically, you know, in, in dire straits because maybe? because of that developer that we talked about last week was right. their title sponsor, and oh. and so. Like that's mm. what we're seeing. Everybody's like tightening up as what happens when inflation hits and they're, you know, whether a recession is the right term or not. But when people start to be like, Ooh, um, right. these things suffer and we need community events. We need community. We need to be doing these. I'm so grateful that the decision was made somewhere by someone to keep the folk fest going. Like I, I talked about loving that event and, you know, it's one of those ones that's not, you know, feeling like it's just another corporate a reason, yeah. you know, it's the other it's way where they can't survive. They don't get the corporate donors. Right. But it's one of those places like as a kid or as a young person going there, taking your kid there, it feels like it feels like the magic without it being. Get and your I, best, I get your best hippie wardrobe on. And I love that. But I wrote a column. About, well, I loved going to the I loved going to Playland or the Peony back in the day when I was a kid, teenager, when I was my son's age. That was a yeah. place where we could roam free. And I remember early days of playing the whack-a-mole game and just spending m- most of my money and most of my time giggling my head off with my friends yes. playing the whack-a-mole game for 15 cents a play or whatever it is. Well, now it's $5 a play, but everybody wins. So nobody plays against anybody because if you play all by yourself, you're going to win one of those cheap whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, this bugs me. Because it, it feels like we have to make this much in order to do this. So it sucks the fun out of it. And I've talked to Laura Balance about this because I don't think she really liked that column that I wrote. But I was like, but the reason why I'm so pissed at that is because I love it so much. And I miss what it was, right? And I want kids of all socioeconomic levels to be able to enjoy our festivals, our events, and what have you. It shouldn't just be for wealthy people like movie theaters amc saying that they're going to charge more for the good seats within a theater like you can you don't have enough money you got to sit in the front row and crank your neck like this i'm like that's garbage it's like the globe for shakespeare garbage like shakespeare you gotta stand up there in the in the cheap seats yeah standing room only anyways i'm I'm my bit of a rant there but i want the injection from the government because i think that's tax dollars well spent if it doesn't just line the pockets of the people who are making money off the events to prop that part up, I hope it creates more of an environment where putting on such an event is meaningful and there is return because, of course, people need to make money from doing the job, right? And what? the the P and <laughs> yes, 
but the peony employs so many young people and that is the other side of it like you know i told obviously. quinn 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 wants to work there next this summer and i, and I said do you know what the job you're going to get yeah i don't know i said probably doing garbage he said oh so yeah you don't even like touching he's like, he's like a bit of a germphobe you know it's like you know i'm a bit of a germphobe myself germophobes you know don't touch door handles things like don't that touch doesn't explain the why railing on the escalator exactly don't yeah, touch right. those You've been but sick for three uh, weeks, I'm thinking dude. you're gonna have to dig deep into those garbage cans at the PE. You sure you want to do that? Yeah. But I, my, jobs my for, son's for been a dishwasher. 15 year olds. Yeah, my 15 year old has been a dishwasher for the last six months. Boy, I tell you, he has learned the muck. Ugh, the I muck did that. is I did that. dishwashing. Yeah. He keeps saying he wants gardening. to quit, and I'm like, get another job. I'll let you quit, but yeah. not until you get another job. Okay, I went from gardener to grill to to dish to dishes to grill cook. Just so I wouldn't have to be a gar do gardening because I thought, oh, I gotta get inside dishes. Yeah. That sounds it's got to be easier than than doing uh, gardening in the middle of a pouring rain. I've been dish but, pit. Yeah. I've dish done pit. dish pit. I worked at KFC. I worked at Dairy Queen. I worked at you know uh, Earl's. I you pride in those clean dishes. I did. I actually <laughs> yeah. got into it. I zened out. But back then we didn't have you know funky earphones and a non-stop no. Spotify list. Like we actually That's had <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. Okay, snap election. We talked about that last week as well. Yeah. Provincially speaking, uh -huh. David Eby just keeps saying out loud, I am mm. not doing that. Let me refer back to your just a brief conversation we just had about Lana Poppin announcing a whole bunch of money. <laughs> I mean, these are the kind of things you don't announce if you're not thinking about an election. He's going to come up with a budget that's probably going to be a nice little either break even or potentially nice, you know, revenue positive budget for next year. Uh, he's going to have a bunch more goodies. I just, I know he keeps saying it, but you know, seriously, I mean, every politician says they're not going to call an election. He'll call an election when he thinks it makes the most sense to win. And that's totally his call. Um, and yeah. he knows that right now he could probably win no problem. And that is very, very tempting. And the people behind the scenes that are going to be pushing him hard to do that. I would be very surprised if there's not an election this year. Very surprised. Hmm. Okay, let's save this clip. Uh, speaking <laughs> of surprises, nice segue. Uh, hello, Toronto Mayor John yeah. Tory. Friday evening, I, I was just flipping around and I stopped at CBC News Network well, and I went and classic, I was doing something else. Classic Friday night announcement. Buried, classic. Buried, buried on a Friday, buried on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I was like, wait, what? And then I hit it just in time for him to walk up to the podium and announce that he was resigning because the Toronto yep. Star had the goods that he had been having an affair with one of the people on his staff, who's, you know, 31 year old mm -hmm. woman who he's been very careful to protect. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, but basically saying I'm resigning because I'm going to go apologize to my family until they forgive me or whatever. And he's like, respect our privacy and mine and walked away. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm, you know, I, to be honest, I find that I mean, that's Toronto's in a different world than I, I in Canada. I always thought that those kinds of scandals don't really matter to most Canadians. And then in an urban center like Toronto, I'd be surprised that that would make a big difference. People, I, I, I feel like that this there that he just didn't want to do the fight, but he was this he wasn't up for the the challenge of you know going through that process because generally in these kinds of scandals. Most people go, oh, yeah, well, I mean, the fact that it's an HR challenge is another, but she's not 
going that route. This person, as far as I understand, she's no, not she's, she's, she's moved on she's to other things. There yeah. So it's, it's not that it's just that it had been uncovered, which is, yeah. I just find that's all kind of gross. I, I really don't I care. Think I don't in care the follow-up, in the follow-up to it, it would appear that John Tory's wife has said, that's it. We're done. Here. Yeah. Like you, you stop that and get back into the family and make it up to us. Or I think, and I don't have that clearly, I don't have that direct from her, but from what I have garnered in information gathering from reputable uh, outlets, it sounds like he wants to save his marriage. And these are the steps that have been laid out for him to do that less of a political move other than when, because mm -hmm. the budget was being tabled this week, his budget was yesterday and uh, everybody was worried, you know, pandemic, upheaval, so yeah. much going on, healthcare system struggles, green belt struggles from the provincial level and, and how that lands on the mayor's desk, a much uh, celebrated mayor, you know, three-term mayor wins in a mm -hmm. landslide. You know, there's a whole bunch about this. You know, would he be there for the budget? Is the budget, you know, everybody's worked really hard on this. As you talk about, there are many people behind the scenes who put the work in on this stuff. Yeah. This isn't one person, No, but the no. perception being Not what it is. Budgets, yeah. And then he's there yesterday and a woman starts ranting and raving and freaking out and yelling and disrupting everything. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> like he had an affair, consensual affair. And you know what? There's a lot that's wrong with that, right? There's a lot that's wrong with you that. You can judge that if you want. Uh, yeah, but people that's can judge it, it for as an as a ethical, but is it a political thing? Is it a I cancel think, culture worthy thing? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. And so I think there's, yeah, maybe it was his, his wife laid, the, laid down the law. He, he just really want to focus maybe. on that. But he also could have just waited whatever his term out. But, you know, I, I, it is, I can imagine how, you know, that would be very embarrassing. And he seems like a very conservative guy. Um, yeah. You know, this, I think, is more surprising thing. John Tory? Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think that even he's probably going, oh, this is not my style to be in this kind of awkward situation. I don't mind talking about money and politics, but talking about my sex life, no, I'm not going no. there. So that might have no. been it as well. It's just like, you know what? I don't like this job that much. <laughs> so bye. Um, yeah. And I think that might be part of it. Having been in politics, you sort of go, sometimes, you know, exiting is, you know, Good, it, it, the best time is the best time. You're like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm, you know, it's it's not a fun world. You're you're exposed. And if you add that, if you add in that kind of situation, you know, you're you're constantly being, you know, when you, I used to go to, you know, Canadian Tire and people would walk up to me and start asking me or saying things, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, and, you know, you sort of like, it's fine. But if if you're if you multiply that by ten or twenty, it can be annoying or intimidating yeah. or scary or or sometimes a very ego stroking if it's the right stuff to bed usually yeah, it's not it usually it's pretty mm -hmm. when people come up to you but i think there's come a, up and say, i love you you're amazing but being vulnerable being exposed in that way is not for everyone which is why you know people who might be exceptional leaders don't because they're like yeah no mm -hmm. i don't want that i don't want it because i remember you telling me this when you mm -hmm. were running for election and saying you know or was it when people expected you to run and you didn't, but they already had a smear campaign ready for you? Yeah, they did. I think no, that's I what it was. That. Yeah, where I was there like, was an assumption I was going to run for mayor in 2018 and 14, actually, but 18 especially. Uh, and I yeah. had bowed out in early 2018 or late 2017. I can't remember. And uh, and then I've learned that they had been collecting information about me. And pretty boring, I would say. But um but they, you know, mostly stuff that I would say in council, which if you look back, you could find stuff in out of context, 
you know, I talked about racism for a while when we were doing the empty homes tax and I would bring up stuff and that I thought, you know, I thought these were racist, a lot of racist based print, you know, policies being developed. And, uh, you know, you could take this and extract it and turn it into a real negative. Like uh, if you wanted to, you can pull clips and make it, you know, the American style more than anything. But I think they were, there was a a rumor, I will say that there was stuff that had been collected uh, of me, of clips of me saying things that could be construed against you. And I was pretty, I'm not a, you know, I, I have a challenge sometimes shutting up. Um, I think you're great. And people that, you know what, I'll tell you this, George, you're one of those people who, and I think you and I are very similar. We're very different, but we're very similar in that there are people who absolutely love us and there are people that come at us. Right. But if somebody's coming at you and says, oh yeah, George, mm -mm," I consider them. I look at them (laughs) and I'm like, okay, well that tells me who you are. Cause I know George, right? Do I agree with everything you say? Absolutely not. But I like you as a person. I feel like you're, you know, 205 episodes of this in. We're family <laughs> now. You can't get rid of me. We miss each other when we go on vacation. It's weird. We're like <laughs> the work wife and husband, all due respect to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. But, you know, like consider the source when somebody slags. Uh, George Affleck. So if you ever running, you know, again. I think I think any politician, any human, uh, I think, because you know, you can be really, really uh, uh, aware of your person and your personality, I suppose. But even when you are, no, no I know how I can be sometimes. Um, sure. But when people tell you how much they hate you, you're like, really? I'm not that okay. bad. Right. <laughs> you hate me? Why? I like coming in and saying, "Hey, just so you know, I'm a lot." <laughs> I'm yeah. a lot. I'm a lot. You just follow me on Twitter and you can find out just how much at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter. And you are at George Affleck at George underscore Affleck. Of course, unspunpodcast.com is where you just sign up. So this hits your inbox every Thursday. Um, I'm going to be doing steel and Vance as I do on Thursday. So make sure you tune into that. We also repeat on Sundays on check at four o'clock, which is kind of a cool catch up time for some people if your midweek's busy we can't linda Steele and i watch the news for you and sort of unpack it in a local way <laughs> so you. i dig that yeah but if you follow along on twitter and the reason why i bring up steel and vance is last week we had a conspiracy theory debunker oh. as i mentioned off the top right doctor or doctor professor <laughs> timothy caulfield professor caulfield at the university of alberta he's a he's a health law professor and he's the guy that came after like gwyneth paltrow's goop saying no and then it became you know don't do the cleanse diet so and now it's been because conspiracy theories have grown in such a huge way he talks about vaccinations and disinformation and q ironic twist to this story when of course you started getting attacked by those same conspiracy theorists (laughs) right who had not watched the segment but just decided i'm coming at and and doctor professor caulfield had literally done the segment on classic predictable 100 percent. there is a list that will tell you who the conspiracy theorists will be and they all populated my twitter feed it was wild <laughs> it was just like oh my god you guys are proving him right bizarro land <laughs> nice. um but anyways it ended up riling up uh just this you know the seedy underbelly of people that probably would have been some who would come up to you and and start yelling at you at home depot so you know, mm, I, I just thank them. I thank them for the free rent, and I thank them for the free, the the free advertising because <laughs> they retweeted the shit out of me. 
Thanks, guys. And on that note, we're definitely getting an E. Block, 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 block. I don't block people. I still I, I mute them, but I don't block them. But yeah, you get you get a lot, you get a lot I, of people I that are them. pretty aggressive. You, you go at them. I, I tend to just go, meh. But you know. But I like you, you you go at them. I respond because I get DMs or sidebar comments from people thanking me for doing that, giving them the strength yeah. to do that in their your private voice. life. You're their voice for those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have it's taken seven years. But the, the, the man who felt it was necessary to criminally harass me online on March the 10th will be entering a guilty plea. So I will update more on that on the other side of it. But having seen that all the way through, I did a post saying that that's happening because it is. Mm-hmm. It's happening on March the 10th. And that post, right when all the conspiracy theorists and the hub people were like mm, coming at me. And I was like, just so you know, this is actually i'm seeing this to the end and this guy's going to have his punishment whatever that might be and mm-hmm. we're going to start moving towards better and more meaningful swift consequences for people who would harass others online because it's right. not a right to harass someone that tweet last i checked was at two hundred and thirty thousand impressions mm. like and then all Resonance. of a sudden the all of a sudden the nastiness slowed on my twitter uh-huh. feed so you know what? I'm going to keep fighting yeah. the good fight on that. You Just like you're going to fight the good fight holding po- politicians to account. <laughs> or you may hear some new things coming from my end uh, on politicians coming up soon. We'll keep you informed on that. Some interesting changes to the world I live in. I'll tell you more okay. about in the coming weeks. You can, we're going to get the scoop here, right? Unspun podcast. Sure. You bet. Casey, see you later. You've got to tell me. As soon as we stop recording, you're telling me. Okay, go. <laughs> Bye.